Hey guys, you are listening to the Creator's Life Podcast. Um, this is episode two of our second season, and today's interview is a really big deal because for the first time ever, we are interviewing someone with a verified check mark on Instagram. Um, you might have heard of him. His name is Joseph Allen. Um, he was on this season of America's Got Talent, as in the NBC TV show. Um, it was really incredible that we got the opportunity to interview him. And it's something I think you guys are really going to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, it was really hard not to like fanboy over Joseph, but he's got a really great story. Um, talked about, you know, starting his music career and his transition into creating um, authentic music, writing the authentic music, sharing it, you know, and then getting the golden buzzer just for, you know, who he is and wanting to make an impact on this world. And his story, it really exudes that. He was great to interview, very very genuine and shared amazing examples of, you know, building his brand and taking the next step and just, just being a doer and, you know, doing his research and getting his work done. So lots to learn from this episode, other than listening to someone who's, you know, practically pretty famous now. So <laughs> no, he was super humble. Um, he had great things to share. And we just really hope you enjoy this episode. We had a ton of fun recording it. And we can't wait for you to hear it. Welcome to the Strive You Creators Life Podcast, sponsored by Midland University. We share the stories of creators to inspire the next generation of students, young professionals, dreamers, and doers. Here are your hosts, Sarah and Alyssa. Hey guys, you are listening to season two, episode two of the Creators Life Podcast. Um, today is really special because we have our biggest guest to date on the phone. Um, his name is Joseph. <laughs> and if you guys watch America's Got Talent, that name probably sounds familiar and it should um, because he won the Golden Buzzer. Um, he's a singer songwriter <laughs> from Texas. Um, and we are really, really, really excited that we got to have him on the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a this is a big deal. Um, if you guys are wondering how two small town girls from the Midwest are talking to somebody who is on national television, you can thank our COO John. Um, they know each other through, I think, a couple of different facets. So um, that's how we got him, and we are really excited you're here, and we cannot wait for you to share your story. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Joseph. We want to dive right in. Tell us about yourself. From what I know from watching um, the episode of America's Got Talent, like you're a dreamer, you're a doer, you've done a lot of different things. Um, so share a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, like for me, that's, that's always how I've been. I've always been the type of person where if I, if I come up with an idea in my head or if I, if I see myself being a certain type of person, I'm all about, you know, going after it and chasing it rather than, you know, just living in the, in the fantasy of it all. You know, some people you know, they, they see themselves as a certain person and, you know, they just fantasize about it. You know, they think it would be cool to do this or it would be cool to do that. But, you know, for me, it's all about seeing like, dang, like what would it be like to actually do that, to actually pull it off? So um, I think that's currently why I'm out here in LA is because like, I feel like I have to be here in terms of becoming the individual that I, that I think I'm supposed to be. That's awesome. So like I said, he was on America's Got Talent, um, and I'm sure everybody who's listening is dying to know what that's like. So how does one even get on the show, let alone get a golden buzzer? Like, 
what's the process like? What's a little bit of the behind the scenes? Yeah, so um, for me, the process was five years. You know, like I, I had auditioned for the show like consistently uh, every year it came around, and I personally didn't really see you know any success in the game until maybe two years ago where they really started to show me some attention, and that's only because that's when I started auditioning with like original music. And, you know, it's all about persistence, right? So persistence pays off. So um, I just had to keep, you know, putting my foot in the door and um, keep improving my skills as well. And then it got to the point where they finally gave me my shot and I went on stage and, you know, was able to, was able to pull off a big moment, not just for me, but for my family as well. Can you explain a little bit about like how it felt? because your face was really like you were like beaming with joy and you were so happy, but like deep down, like you had to have been so nervous or like, like how did you feel? Have you been in a position where you felt like this is such a big deal? Like, have you been in a position like that before? Uh, yeah. So for me, it's almost like um, a boxer going into a fight, right? Where it's like, are there nerves there? Yes. But you mostly feel ready to to prove yourself you know so for me it was more feelings of excitement and, and the feelings of like this is my opportunity like I need to you know go out there and and, and do what I know I can so um there were nerves there but I think I think the feeling of anticipation building up to that moment helped me really get in the headspace of just knowing the job that I had to do you said that it took five years of consistently putting your foot in the door. So what is something someone might not know from looking at you about those five years or like how hard was it to be on national television? Like I'm sure there's so much more that goes on, just like you said, goes on behind like the actual final product. So like what's something someone might not know about the audition process or about how it did take you five years? Yeah, like it's, um, it's all about, you know, trying to make like friendships and relationships, right? So what did help out was the fact that I kept showing up. Uh, my face became a little bit more familiar. And I think that helped me like kind of stick out um, in comparison because, you know, there's over 100,000 people who uh, send in audition tapes and show up at the, at the, um, at the open call, little city location. So it's like, you're going up against a lot of different people who want who want their shot, you know, and they only they only bring, you know, only a certain number to actually audition in front of the celebrity judges. So it's um again, you know, just a, a persistence thing and um yeah, it's it's definitely uh an eye opener once you finally get on set and, you know, see how everything works like uh, and more, more in particular, like once you get to the live shows, like the initial audition round is very, uh, it's very uh, fast paced, but it, I feel like I adapted to that pretty easily. But um, yeah, just seeing how the whole entertainment industry works in itself, it's like, it's, it's intense. It's like, when you see it on TV, it looks like a magic trick. And then when you're a part of it, it's like, seeing how a magic trick works like you see like the sleight of hand and all of those different things and it's it's eye-opening and it's 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 a fun experience for sure joseph how many 
people were there that knew you. I mean, from the video, it looked like the whole, your whole university was there and your family. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was so cool. And like, the judges loved that. They're like, you have a whole community here and people love you before you (laughs) even start singing. So do you know like the exact number? Oh man, if I were to guess, it had to be like 50 people. Were they like your best friends? Probably, yeah. Or was it just- Yeah, so that was, that was completely a serendipitous moment. It was completely random. Uh, I definitely know, you know, God had to pull some strings to pull that one off because um, America's Got Talent, you know, they film like two weeks of auditions, like back to back, you know, so every day for like two weeks, basically, and they have two shows every day. You know, they have a three o'clock show and then seven o'clock show. And for me, like, it was so crazy because on the day that I was performing, like initially, like I was in the three o'clock show, then they told me last minute, hey, you're actually going to be in the seven o'clock show. Mm. And then what's crazy is like, what's so random is that for some reason, like 30 GCU students decided they wanted to go watch, you know, America's Got Talent for spring break. And they ended up on the same day I was auditioning and happened to be in the audience during the seven o'clock show. So when I walked out on stage, it was like, and then the cool thing is, like, they didn't even have to recognize, you know what I mean? Like, luckily, like, at school, because of the performances and stuff I was doing, like, people, people, you know, recognized me. So when I walked out there, like, they went crazy. And then I, I saw a couple familiar faces. And then I went crazy. And it was just like, at that moment, that's what helped fire me up some more. Because I performed on campus so much. It just felt like another campus performance. And, like, I knew, like, these guys go to my school. So I got to make sure, like when they get back to school that they're saying I killed it and I'm saying I sucked, you know, so it was, uh, fired me up a little bit. I absolutely love the emphasis you put on community and family. Um, I know the second song was specifically for your mom and just hearing you talk about your university and all the people who were behind you the whole time, like, can you maybe share a little bit on how important it is to have a support system behind you like that and like what a difference it's made? Yeah, it's uh, it's super important because, you know, um, when you're in this type of field, right, like the, the performance and entertainment world, like, it's hard to find a mirror, right? So um, you can't just do your performance and then look at, it's hard to do your performance and then be like, oh, yeah, like, I killed that. Like, you'll see it. Like, most performers, after they get off stage or after they do a performance, they'll, they'll say, how was it? You know, did you like it? You know, how did it go? And um you know, that's typically your mirror in terms of understanding how you're doing, right? So if the people around you are like, man, that was garbage, you know, like you'll sit there and you'll think like, dang, like I didn't do good. And you wouldn't even realize that you just like changed 12 people's lives in the audience, right? So it's like um, the people you used to surround yourself with are the ones who are going to tell you, you know, whether uh, whether you're moving in the right direction or the wrong direction, but you want to make sure you trust those people. Having a support system like I have, it it's helped me a lot. <laughs> so yeah, you talk about like having a mirror. Like I'm sure some of the days of auditioning for five years in a row, or even when you were on the show, were like hard. So like, what are some of the struggles you've overcome? Um, even since the show, like what's what's been hard? What hasn't gone necessarily the way you wanted it to? Yeah, you know, just keeping it moving in the in the right direction. You know, like. Uh, it's when, when you're paving your own way, you know, it's not like, 
I'm currently like in a nine to five job where when I show up to work, like I know exactly the tasks that have to be done for the business to keep moving forward or for my job to be, you know, um, taken care of. It's like when you're, when you're trying to pave your own way, it's like no sense of direction. So you have to keep trying to go in the right direction to keep the brand moving, you know, and it's, uh, that's the hard part is that, you know, it mentally is a, is a challenge. Joseph, like what's next for you? I mean, so you're in LA right now and maybe like, I don't know if all of this is public or not, but like, like wh what do you really want to do? And like, when do you graduate? Like, tell us a little bit more about you and like your personal life outside of um, America's Got Talent. Yeah, so I got lucky enough to graduate in April of this year. So I was able to, to graduate um, right before things took off. So the timing of that was perfect. Um, and now what's next is, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, um, what to do with my music, right? So um, under certain contracts I'm under right now, like I'm not allowed to like release music and things like that right now. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, my team and I, we have to be patient and understanding, you know, um, when to get the ball moving on that. Um, you know, also looking into the YouTube world, trying to continuously grow that platform uh, because of the opportunities that come with that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just all over the board, just trying to find what opportunities are there to continuously grow the brand of Joseph Allen rather than just, you know, uh, hitting a stalemate, you know, so um, right. it all just takes a lot of thought and what's next is honestly whatever's next, you know, just trying to take it one, one step at a time. So you keep saying twice now the brand of Joseph Allen, and I think you are hitting the nail on the head. Um, that's exactly what you mm -hmm. should be doing. Not that you need my approval, um, but... <laughs> I think for high schoolers listening to this, they might be like, well, what does that exactly mean? So do you want to talk a little bit about how you're establishing that? Um, and specifically on how you're like capitalizing on your opportunities. Like you're not just sitting around waiting for someone to like come find you. And you're like, no, like I know who I am. I know what I want to be. And this is how I'm going to do it. So maybe that's two questions. Maybe it's one, but just like, what do you mean by the branding of yourself? Right. So, you know, that's why it's called the music business, right? So, um, you know, people want to support, but they also want to feel included in something, right? So, um, to give like a couple examples, right? So you have, um, Walmart, right? So of course they're a place where you shop at, but how do they brand themselves, right? They brand themselves with statements like, you know, save money, live better, you know, and they value trying to, you know, have the great value products where, you know, you can get things at a lower price and all these different things. Like they create like a, um, like a following that's consistent, right? Like people know what they're going to get when they go there. Um, and same with like clothing, right? So you have like clothing brands like Supreme where they create like cult-like following because they, of how exclusive their products are. Or, or iPhone, right? Like creating that culture, right? Where everyone who has an iPhone feels a part of a family, right? Like we can, we can iMessage a certain type of way, certain benefits that you don't get, you know, with, with other types of phones. So it's all creating like a community, right? And by creating that community, you're able to, you know, create something bigger than just itself, right? So iPhone created something bigger than just the phone. 
right? Like they have a whole, a whole arsenal of Apple products, right? So people not only want the phone, they want the Apple Watch and the AirPods and all these different things because they've created a brand. Nike, right? Like you put on Nike's clothes and you feel athletic. You feel like you can go for a run or hit the gym or anything like that. Like it's creating, uh, it's adding value to, to the, to the fan, right? So instead of me seeing like what I can get out of the brand, right? Instead of me seeing how much money I can make or how much, you know, whatever, it's all about saying, you know, how, how do I make the fans feel when they receive my product? Do they feel empowered? Do they feel like they're getting any sense of value, right? So these are the thoughts that you have to have to create, you know, that brand that's bigger than just, you know, music or bigger than just me. It has to be, you know, it has to feel like Apple, feel like a family, feel exclusive. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Joseph. Like, how old were you when you kind of had this sense of, this is how I want to build my brand, or like, even understood what it meant, you know, like, where you're going in the music industry? Like, was it junior high? Was it junior school? Like, maybe it was just this last year? Yeah, I would say this is um, pretty recent, you know, it's uh, and it's a constant learning process, right? So, as you get deeper and deeper into it, you know, you learn more and more, you try and apply more and more. So uh, for me, I would say like two years ago is when I first started to think like big with the music. And then now, you know, it's all about trying to execute, right? trying to mm-hmm. actually turn that into reality. What is it about music that makes you so passionate or why did you uh, two years ago figure out like, yeah, music is what I want to do. Like, what is it about it? Well, yeah, there's two answers to that. So the first one is, you know, like uh, music is the only um, art form, in my opinion, where um, whether you want to or not, it can it can change your emotion, right? So like it can infiltrate your thought process without your permission, you know? So it can even be in a language you can't understand, right? Like it can be an opera song and you can just hear the emotion in, in the singer's voice and it can move you without you giving it permission to right so um i love that aspect because you're, you're allowed to impact um people on a deeper level but then also the second answer would just be the whole will smith approach right so will smith when you hear the name will smith you don't just think movies or you just don't think tv shows or or just music you know like he's his his name and his brand is bigger than than all of that you think of him the person you know and it's because he came into the game through music, you know, like um, with songs like Summertime or like, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like he <laughs> entered the game with his music and then branched out, you know, to multiple different things. And that's also something I'm looking into doing is, you know, branching out into multiple different areas. And, you know, the music is my way through the door. That's really cool that you have that introspect. And I think speaks to probably why you're in the position that you're in because you're not like, yeah, you're not just going after the money or the fame. You're like, no, like I want to make people feel something. I want to make this family. Um, Yeah. Could you share maybe an experience where that like paid off or like a story where having a group of people like that around you really made a difference? Um, Right, yeah, so that, that deals with, like, emotional investment, right? Like, people people who get emotionally invested into something will care more about it, you know? So um, I feel like that pays off in, like, every aspect of life. You got 
some people in the in the music industry who you know might not put out the best music but their fans are emotionally invested into them so you keep showing up right like you got um uh who is it like david dobrik on youtube right like he's a he's a youtuber where his fan base has grown so much people are so emotionally invested into who he is that anything he shows up in you know he has a strong following of people who are going to run there and watch it just because he's in it right so it's all about you know creating that that brand and making that connection because that i think is more important than you know the actual stuff itself we do know that um you took the time in college to build a recording studio in your dorm um not to give away the punchline but what did that look like like why did you do that did people think it was absolutely insane how did you have room like do you want to talk a little bit about that because i'm fascinated <laughs> right right yeah so um for me it was just vertical integration right so it's a, it was a business move on my part considering that um you know places like in and out burger right so like they raise their own cows grow their own potatoes um grow like all their own veggies and stuff so they don't outsource right like for them it's it's simply you know they don't have to call anybody to get their beef they don't have to make any calls to get their potatoes they bring it in house right so they can control how fast the product is made but they can also um, control the pricing better right so like walmart with vertical integration that's why their great value products are able to be priced at a lower price because it's all done in-house like they own the farms where the where the stuff is is, mm-hmm. is produced so it makes it to where you can make the product a lot faster but you're also allowed to sell it at a lower price because you didn't pay much for the production of the product. And um, for me, that was the whole thought is where, okay, as a college student, like I had no money to, you know, invest into, you know, constantly paying for studio time or, or having to wait, you know, on like a product to, to, to be done, right? Like wanting to put out a song tomorrow, but having to wait, you know, a month for the producer, for the engineer to have the time to get to my song. You know, like mm-hmm. I knew I had to move quick and I had to move efficiently. So that was the best idea was like create a studio in my dorm room, learn how to play piano enough where I can produce and go from there. And that's what I did. Yeah, I worked at a, uh, as a uh, certified tire technician <laughs> and saved mm-hmm. up, uh, saved up work. Uh, like open the clothes like every day until I saved up uh, enough money and it was like $5,000 invested into the studio. I went back to school with only $20 for my name even though I worked every day all summer because they all went to studio. What happened to it? Where's the studio now? Still got it. That's awesome. (laughs) Like moving forward, like what's one thing you wish you had known going into this as we kind of wrap up um, if you could give yourself advice from two years ago when you were just starting um, or five years ago when you did your first audition at AGT, um, what do you think that would be? Uh, just the, the mental persistence that it takes. You know, like it, it takes a lot of like self-knowledge. Like you have to learn a lot, you know, very fast. So um, I think that was the only thing that was like 
uh, known, but not known. Like it was cliche, but once you live it, like it's like, oh yeah, like they say it, you know, but actually living it is a lot different. You have to learn like really fast. Mm. Do your research. Yeah, no, that's so true. I can relate to that still, like coming out of yeah. college, you know, like you learn in college, but also like, man, I've never had to learn so quickly than I did like in the first couple weeks and months of my job, you know, like, right. And to be persistent with that, like, yeah, totally. And well, let's just end this one on a high note. What is like, what's been the best thing so far? Like you were on national television, you hugged Howie Mandel, mm-hmm. like you probably had one of like the coolest experiences that anyone could really think of like what's been the best part of all that post pre or during uh just the the connections and the support right so like um just yesterday you know messaging terry cruz on instagram and like being in a position where like they message you back right like yeah. that's uh cool it's it yeah it's, it's it's super cool you know being able to you know reach out to howie and say like look man like am i Am I going in the right direction? Am I doing the right things? And, you know, hearing his words of encouragement and support. Uh, Julianne Hoff, you know, like all of them, you know, like taking the time to like reach out and stuff. Like it's, it's super cool. God, that has got to be a out of body, like out of this world experience, you know, like, wow. Yeah, no, and that's, that's, that's what I thought it would be until Mm -hmm. like, you experience it you know like it's like it's so strange like once you experience celebrity for yourself and realize like what it's like like it's almost like you see this it's like seeing how magic trick works you know like you look at it a lot different so it's almost it's almost like looking at them as like co-workers instead of you know like um instead of like these crazy like unreachable mm-hmm. celebrity because it's like now I see what it's like for people to constantly bombard me with like questions and you know like things that, like just as we're having this conversation like on average the amount of time we've spent right now there's probably like seven to eight like DMs that I've received right now and that's consistently throughout the day you know what I mean so it's like mm-hmm. now that I understand what it's like like I realize why these people seem unreachable and seem like it's very impossible to get a hold of them. It's because everyone's trying to, you know, and, and they have celebrity at a high level than I do right now. So um, it's different now because I feel like I can sympathize and like empathize a little bit more with like the position that they're in, but the position that I'm in is now similar. So it's like um, we understand each other just on a, on a different level and you almost feel like like I said co-workers because not everyone understands really what comes with you know um, putting yourself out there to the world at, at such a big level you know mm-hmm. wow that's wonderful insight but that makes yeah. me I have, I have one more question for you then Joseph like what's been another cool experience like have you been on like and maybe I just don't know because I haven't seen it like abc morning or like an other podcasts like what's been a cool thing post america's got talent yeah no so um for me like we have to be very careful with like um what 
shows I go on and stuff just because it's like certain contracts with like NBC and everything. So it's um oh it's a it's a it's a lot of politics that that goes into it that um, you know it just causes a lot of walking on eggshells. You know you want to be really careful to make sure you're not you're not breaching any contracts or anything. So um, I have had the opportunity you know to be interviewed by you know um, multiple um, news outlets and you know I've had the chance to go and perform like um, at, at Grand Canyon University. Uh, a couple of days ago, went down to Phoenix, and you know it's just <clears throat> like I said, just being very, very careful with making sure that um, the steps that are being taken right now are smart in terms of continuously going with the brand, but also smart in terms of not going against um, you know anything that I've previously signed. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Well, Joseph. It was an honor to interview you, really, and we're excited to share this episode with our audience and our listeners. Um, I mean, if you don't want to wrap, that's okay, but if you have, like, any final, <laughs> like, last, like, encouraging words um, for our students, for our teachers here, you know, like, they're creative, they're doing their thing, you know, anything you got. Yeah. <clears throat> What I would say is, you know, like, whatever it is that, like, you're passionate about, like, I'll give the cliche answer of, you know, chasing that. And then I'll follow that up with saying, like, it's easy. You know, like, that's that's the one thing is that everyone's going to tell you it's hard. They're all going to be like, oh, man, like, you know, if you want to reach that, like, it's difficult. It's like, no, it's not. Like, all you have to do is make up your mind that it's what you want to do. And that's it. It's literally that easy. And then after that, you know, do what's necessary to make it happen. So what's necessary might not be the easiest but you know once you know what's necessary like just do that you know like take the take the necessary steps right like you guys wanted to do a podcast so you did it you know make a podcast you know so it's um it's 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 that simple you know it's like you guys could have said you want to make a podcast and then look at all the reasons why it would be hard right like oh man like how are we going to, you know, do that? Or, you know, what are the complications, right? And take like this pessimistic approach. And, you know, that that's what stops so many people, right? Like you guys decided to create this podcast. And now, you know, you have someone who got a golden buzzer on America's Got Talent on the other line. You know, it's not hard. You just have to do it. You know, you just have to, have to start it. So, you know, that's the word of advice I would give on top of the cliche, you know, just do what, what you're passionate about is just understand it's easy. All you have to do is, make the choice to do it and then you'll see where it goes from there thank you so much joseph um this was an incredible interview um and we really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us for a half hour yeah it was cool thank you guys i appreciate it